Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. This week on The Pinball Show, we celebrate Halloween, candy shortages, updates to Stern Pinball production scheduling, viewing the landscape of future Stern releases and rumored games, finding rumors in the darkest, most dank back alleys, alien topping the charts, but I thought numbers don't lie, Multimorphics 2023 plans, SDTM getting the old Goldilocks treatment for their Halloween review, the upcoming Happy Gilmore game, Dream theme, pinball award season, pinball market trends, and counting my eggs before the bounty. And that's just the tip as we jam-pack the darkest holes in episode 116. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. I don't want a lot for Christmas. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's Pinball with Personality. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Christmas time! Already. Oh my gosh. It's Zach Minnie with Dennis Creasel here. We're the host of the Pinball Show. Dennis, it's Christmas time, and all I want for Christmas, my little Din Din, is you! You know I get this way this time of year. Once yeah, Halloween's you're over, one of those, you're one of those Christmas people. Oh, oh, Nicole's already got the tree up. We've got decorations I, oh throughout gosh, the entire oh house. Oh my gosh! We've we've already oh. been sitting down by the fireplace playing board games, sitting by the it's Christmas like tree. It's like eighty degrees out. Well, oh it is God. a little warm, but we. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna do like a big bonfire for Christmas? Are you gonna burn down your pin barn? No, no, <laughs> no! I can't do that. Why not? Oh, well, it does probably violate several EPA standards, but... Oh, yeah, and county standards for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure you know all about uh, those now. Jeez, don't want that one neighbor. <laughs> oh, they're having a good time again. Uh, I shall report this. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. Call the marshal, the fire marshal. <laughs> all the marshals. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones shows up. I want you to search <laughs> every pin barn, <laughs> pin house... And speaking of spreading Christmas cheer, Dennis, I get to tonight, after we, we did get done with the, the podcasting here, get to take the family out to a little event uh, north Applebee's. of here. Applebee's? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just went with the most Indiana thing <laughs> I thought of. Eating good in the Christmas hood. No, it's uh, I'm going to be riding alongside the Polar Express. Ah, we got we got our tickets. There's a local thing oh. up here with the train. You get the family, and, and you're dressing your jammies, and you get hot chocolate, and you ride a old fashioned train through the town of Christmasland. Okay, I think my oh. niece has done that before. It's so nice. I love this time of year. Mm. Is it is it a little too early though? 
Uh, well, you know, I, I'm afraid I do fall into that camp. The camp of, why are we doing that? <laughs> why are we doing this right after Halloween? But, I mean, it's a battle that I and my like ilk have lost. I mm. mean, there was Christmas stuff up at the grocery store before the Halloween candy section was taken down. Oh, wow. They just shrunk the candy section more and more. Oh. Are you more of a Halloweener? Uh, I mean, I don't decorate for Halloween, so I wouldn't say that okay. I'm more of a Halloween person. I no. gotcha, I gotcha. I don't really do a lot for any of the holidays. I might put up the tree. I did not last year. I didn't mm. want to. No tree? Well, Janice. the problem is that when I'm putting it up, I just think, oh yeah, I have to take it down. That's <laughs> true. And I sort of, I think I, I think I got out some of the other, like the little stockings and stuff, but oh, I don't yeah. think I did the tree. I think I did some other stuff. Did you? I don't usually host Christmas. Actually, I never host Christmas at my house anyway. It's oh, always someone else in the family that'll host it. So, do you ever put exterior lights up? That's one thing I haven't no. done. No, uh, I do not. My parents do. My dad designed after he retired, uh, like these. He's got little hooks outside, and he's got the lights pre-arranged on wood boards. Oh. So he just goes out and hangs them on the hooks, and it only takes a few minutes. That's and really then they're smart. all they're all wired together. So then he links it all up, and then. That way, if he has to fix them, he doesn't have to fix them outside, and it doesn't take very long to put up or put down. Freaking electrical so, engineers, man. This is way. Their brain is on a different planet. That's why they're all in pinball. That's right. Uh, hold on, <laughs> or, or everyone in pinball saying, thinks they are one. I don't know. Do you observe the Thanksgiving? Yes. Okay. Okay. I yeah. do like the Thanksgiving. Um, I'm going to be- Yeah, I don't decorate for it, but- I mean, I'll help make stuff or like during COVID, I made my, I, I went and got the stuff and made, you know, Thanksgiving stuff. My favorite food in general is not pizza. It's not ice cream. It is actually like the, uh, the Thanksgiving meal, the mm. meat, the potatoes, the, yes. the gravy, the, the yep. freaking dressing. Like I can't get it. It's my favorite of meal of the year. See? Okay. That's why I do That's why I'll do it. Even if I'm like trapped with COVID, I will get turkey. I will get stuffing. Mm. I'll get mashed potatoes and make my own. Yes. With the little, with the giblets. That's right. I use my little baby. Yeah, you've probably seen in the photos. <laughs> I have my little baby hand. That's the part I use to stuff it. I use my little baby hand. I don't know what that is, but I lick it anyway. You know, a lot of people are kind of intimidated about making a turkey, but really it's very simple. You just have to know the anatomy of a turkey, and it's got over here just the tiniest little stink hole, but it's big enough to get your hand right up inside it. Stuff the shit out of it. I cook it with all the giblets, the penises and the ginies. And now a lot of people like to baste their turkeys, but I use this. I lick like that and get into the little hiney hiney hole. <laughs> That's nice and good. I don't know what the hell that is, but I lick it anyway. Up and down. Then I like to dip that right on there. <laughs> Do you think anybody knows the reference to that film? Oh, no, but I'm sure there's at least one person who will come into our thread on Pinside and talk about how we referenced obscure movies and how that was inappropriate. Yeah, that'll, that'll, that will come. You know the biggest beef that I had with this year's Halloween? It wasn't all the hello haters of the SDTM review. It wasn't even the Pinside mm. shenanigans that occurred. It's the choice and options that I found in my children's trigger treat baskets and bags and, and pillowcases this year. Uh, what happened to the variety and diversity of the Halloween candies? Oh, it wasn't very different. Well, I, no. I 
I probably didn't help that, but it, it, okay. I can, here's what I'm guessing that you bought. If you did pre-purchase, uh, well, I don't know. You're kind of a Scrooge or a Grinch. So you probably did black licorice, but no, uh, I guarantee you, you had Snickers, Milky Way and Skittles and maybe a Twix, but that's probably the general branding of the candy you purchased. Well, uh, you got, I did have Snickers. Of course. I did Snickers and Heath bars. Oh, a Heath. That, see, that's a little diversity. I didn't well, see any um, of that. Because I did full-size bars. Oh, you're such a Halloween pimp. You, so you I, historically I have, and in fact, and I have a, I have a housemate. So mm-hmm. he saw that I had bought and cause I put him in a bowl like the day before. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I didn't buy candy until like maybe three days before Halloween. And then he threw in like the little Milky Ways and stuff. Cause he See? said, it looked like, and he said, it looked like you couldn't find Halloween candy at the oh. store. And I, cause he's like, why do you have full size bars? And I, I was like, no, they make full size Heath bars. Uh, I found the full size bars, but I did actually specifically look for them. So yeah. uh, if you mix them together, it was everything you said, except there were no Skittles in the mix. Uh, you had that no is a, sugar sweet kind of non-chocolatey thing? No, not that. I mean, now when I, historically I do buy variety bags and I, I like to get the ones I, that have nerds and stuff. Yes. In them. No nerds, no Starburst this so, year. Because, but no you see, the coins? thing is, I like to eat those. So then, if I buy them, then I put them in the bowl, and then I start picking out all the all mm-hmm. the Twizzlers and the nerds oh, yes. and the sweet tarts, and I start eating all of those because I actually prefer prefer pure sugar candies to chocolate. Yeah, I, I see no bottle caps, no pixie sticks, no nothing. Hmm. And I'm thinking there's some monopolization going on. That's that all could I'm be saying. Hershey Company might be mobilizing to crush the opposition, the hard candy and uh, other confectionery opposition. <sighs> it's business. I get it. Uh, it is. This year, Halloween was big for me. I had to dress in not one, not two, but I had three costumes this year. That's a bit overboard, right? That Yes. That's my, more than the zero I do, yes. I went with the Brad... Balthazar from Despicable Me Three for the. Okay, I don't, I don't know that movie. So. That's a great. And don't, movie. don't send it to me for Christmas. No, I, I, I certainly will. Then I went for uh, as Roger Rabbit. Okay, my, I know Roger. Yeah, wife. I saw that. I saw the photo of that one. Yeah, uh, the that's Mrs. the only Wynn one I knew you had done. Jessica Rabbit. I think we pulled that off quite nicely. And I don't, I don't half-ass these. I mean, I, I piecemeal them and put them together like a true artist. Uh, and then for the uh, the SDTM review of Halloween, I went as Dr. Loomis. Oh, that's right. I did see that too because I watched your video. I forgot yeah. about that though. Yeah. I didn't count that as a costume because I just thought of that as a video outfit. Well, yeah, I just, you know, I, not that I like dressing up, but. Uh, Why'd you put on the bald cap? Well, he's, he has like the horseshoe hair thing. Yeah, but so do you. Too soon. Oh, too good. (laughs) I was going to surprise Greg by shaving the majority of my head and videotaping his reaction to seeing me really fucking fully commit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then I was like, yeah, I thought about, well, I am thinning and it might not grow back. So I don't. (laughs) You're like, no, I can't do it. I can't do that. Wow, that was way too good of a joke for us to. Well, I'm sorry, it was kind of mean, so I will also partially apologize for it. No, you shouldn't. That was a good joke. No, I, I, I can. Take I'm not it. here to hurt you. I'm not here to hurt Joel. I'm not here to hurt anyone. 
How I wonder what Craig Bobby dressed as this year for Halloween. Do they celebrate Halloween up in Canada? Because I know they don't oh, in surely Australia. They, surely they do. And they might hold it on a different day, like their Thanksgiving's on a different day. I bet he dressed up as a giant tongue. <laughs> and he twerked and it made the sound. <laughs> yes. Yes. He twerked. He could have just went as the mahogany desk, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hello and welcome to the Pinball Show's Top Stories, I'm Craig Bobby. Well, as the dust has now finally settled on the social and event-heavy Chicago Pinball Expo and sobriety concrud and that horrible sense of post-show reality has settled into attendees' lives, let's take a quick look at what's new in the world of pinball in the past couple of weeks. Yes, listeners, an eerie, deafening silence has taken hold of the pinball landscape as the chaotic James Bond release by Stern has virtually killed off any real excitement for that title, which continues to bleed into the remaining anticipation for the reveal of the Elwyn 60th edition single playfield version of the James Bond machine. I think almost out of sheer self-defense, Stern has gone radio silent once again, as whatever reveal date that may have been optimistically taken a while back has come and gone with no new date even being mentioned these days. Never before in recent Stern history has there been an almost hesitant excitement in a new pinball title as most of the hobby seems almost afraid to look knowing the title is being helmed by Keith Elwin who is arguably the most popular designer in the hobby today but sadly due to its highly acclaimed status and limited production the machine will be financially out of reach for 99% of potential owners who might otherwise want to purchase the game. But until it's revealed and until we officially know, you guessed it, we shall have to wait and see. But have no fear, listeners, for there's a few little tidbits of news that are percolating around the hobby as industry leader Stern Pinball released new Mandalorian code V1.40 for all models as Dwight Sullivan's newly released Mandalorian Topper Masterpiece gets additional code support including new modes like Beskar Bonanza, Mandalorian Madness, new ambush rules, and supported display of players' insider-connected stats and game progress. The expensive $2,000 Disney licensed topper continues to be a hit with owners and collectors of the Mandalorian machine as it's now widely being heralded as one of the industry's greatest topper offerings in a close tie with Stern's own Black Knight sort of rage topper that is more mechanical but ultimately less interactive and informative versus the Mandalorian. Having a hard time finding a Mando topper anywhere? Well, keep an eye on the official Stern store as the countdown clock has commenced for a chance to purchase one at 10 a.m. Central on Monday, November 7th. However, be advised, only registered all-access members will have the ability to make a purchase while supplies last. Speaking of topper news, courtesy of the Nap Arcade website, we have news that Italian manufacturer Pedretti Gaming is teasing a new topper for its Funhouse 2.0 Rudy 
Barbie's nightmare kits. While nothing other than a few shrink wrap boxes on shipping pallets have been shown, it will be interesting to see what price point Bedretti puts on these toppers after Stern shocked and amazed the pinball world with its recent $2,000 aforementioned Mandalorian topper that was revealed at the start of the 2022 Pinball Expo in Chicago. In other news, the Pinball Brothers well-reviewed and received Alien Pinball Machine has taken over the Pinside Top 100 as Alien owners literally hijack the Pinside Top 100 review process with ridiculously high and biased reviews of the game to thrust Alien Pinball, I believe unfairly, ahead of the long-reigning Elwin-designed Stern Pinball's Godzilla as the best machine of all time. Say what? Now I had a chance to play Alien at this year's Chicago Pinball Expo for the first time and I will say it's a nice machine. Good theme integration if you don't mind seeing an Alien theme machine without any images of the iconic Sigourney Weaver who plays the main character and heroine Ripley in the Aliens film franchise. Yes, it's a gorgeous game, no doubt, but I'd argue suffers the same way most wide bodies tend to in that it's extremely floaty compared to a standard body machine which feels like you're almost playing pinball in slow motion after coming off an action-packed shooter like Medieval Madness, Deadpool, Jurassic Park, or even Godzilla. Is Alien even in the top 10? Well, if you look closely at the pinside ratings for the game, 32 owners of Alien LE versions mistakenly think so and have given it a ranking of 9.32, pulling it ahead of Godzilla, which sits at 9.18. But if you look closely beyond the limited edition, the standard in the 2017 version of the Alien game get a measly 8.24 to 8.43 ranking, which would put the game more realistically in the low 30s in the top 100. So come on all you overly zealous Alien LE owners, it's okay, ease your hands off the wheel and take a deep breath. Yes, you waited way too long and frankly you overpaid for your machines, but is it really the best pinball machine ever made? <laughs> I mean, that would be just crazy. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's all for this week for the Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Well, whew, thanks, Craig, for all that industry news. Yeah, that was that was good stuff there. And we have some industry news of our own as we jump into the king of pinball, that is Stern Pinball. What do we want to talk? We want to talk about some production updates. People seem to like those. Yes, people love the production updates. So I don't know. What's going on with turtles? I've been hearing a lot about the Twitles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good call. Uh, so we do know that. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was receiving its last call. So last production run of TMNT over at Stern Pinball. They had some social media video content showcasing that as well. Uh, but they've been shipping out from the mothership this past week. Uh, we've received pros and premiums, but not our full allotment yet. So I'm anticipating that we're going to probably see more of those shipping this coming week as well. So that's oh. that's Turtles. And then last call right. for that poor thing. Yep. It's finally going to go into the vault. The will Disney you ever vault. own a Turtles? Uh, I probably not. Mm. I wouldn't mind having more time on it. And we do have one on location. So I have okay. faced it in tournament a few times. Uh, very, very challenging game. That mm -hmm. wouldn't preclude me from buying it. Of course, I have other challenging games. It's mm -hmm. just, it's not a theme that I felt really strongly on. And okay. I just, I don't know. It's like, it's one of those games that I'm like, eh. it's like, for me, it's like, it's kind of like Rush. I'm not quite oh. entirely sure what I'm doing on it. It's, it's not bad to shoot, uh, but I, I'm not in love with it. The, the layout feels like Rush. 
I think Rush, Rush feels like an base. easier. I think Rush feels like an easier layout than TMNT. Though it is. I yeah. I have better ball times on Rush than I do yes. TMNT. Yep. Oh, that van shot. Friday, shout out, buddy. I've been trying to play a lot of Rush this week as we got one in on trade. So I'm trying mm. to play a lot of Rush for an upcoming review. But yeah, so we're likely to see some more TMNTs trickle out. And I would not be surprised, Dennis and listener, if some James Bond 007 pros didn't make their way onto the production line or a production line this week in preparation for those export markets. Oh, well, I, I mean, November was the was the month. Yep, so I think we're getting close. We're going to see probably that. We haven't received a, a, a stern, stern update. Hmm. But uh, I, I'm thinking that's about where we're going to fall. Thus, domestic pros would be that following week. So if we see some export pros this week online, this is just a me, you know, right, you're uh, guessing. hypothesizing just here. A guess. just, yeah, just yeah, some theory yeah. craft. Then, yeah, maybe on the line next week for domestic. And then end of next week into the following, maybe we'll see some trickle out into the arcades around the country. Hmm. So based off of that, just natural extension of the logic, what do you think is going to happen with the LEs and the premiums? Uh, so uh, good call. I think the LE production would then, if that is correct, uh, if then, what am I doing here? Um, is that trig? That's not trig. Calculus. If then, is that what calculus is? Well, you're doing a conditional statement oh, now. God. I haven't done calc in, I know. since high school. If then, if then. The LE production would land around early December, I think. Okay. Early December. So they might be able to get it under the tree. Possibly LEs. Premiums is going to be a trickier one. I'm thinking mm. late December for premiums. But okay. keep in mind, uh, we're seeing accessories getting announced like, oh, Iron Maiden toppers coming out in August. We still haven't seen that. We're having parts delays. We are hearing that. That's uh, why we've seen some of the delays with announcement production of, of James Bond and all of the changes in the production schedules in general at Stern Pinball, I would not be surprised to see those premiums fall into 2023, that first run. Honestly, seems hard to believe, but I could see No, that no, happening. I could. Based off of everything given the, yeah, I, I don't think it's too, I don't think it's unreasonable. Mm-hmm. And then the, everybody's like, oh, what about the home editions? I thought they were making some of those this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, normally, don't they make them in time for Christmas, the home yes, editions? It seems like they usually do like a fall run. That is their best selling time. That, you know, that is every product, I think. But sure, especially sure, so those. Yeah. So you're going to see some sprinklings of Star Wars home editions and Jurassic Park home editions probably throughout this month and maybe into next month as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's pretty good. And yeah. for all of those, I, I get it. Uh, where's the Bond 60th anniversary uh, edition by Keith Elwin? When's that reveal coming? Where's it at? The answer, Dennis, no clue. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, well, I mean, I I'm not surprised you don't have any production info because the reveal hasn't happened. Uh, I don't even know what the they reveal is They made it happening. sound so imminent, though. I know. So imminent. But Stern Pinball has not told us of any changes. They They originally said late 2022 production on that 60th anniversary, that unseen game. Then again, you're not going to hear me uh, emit the trademarked creasel gasp if production did fall into 2023 for that 60th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to gasp either. Because, I was going to say uh, I was waiting for the gas. No, no, because I, I, I don't think it's surprising. I think there was a, if there was a window of a plan, and I don't, you know, I've, I feel like I've spoken ad nauseum about how I, I don't understand what this like marketing and reveal strategy is for Bond, other than I think it looks really poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
just like compared to what Sturm normally does, this just feels like miss after miss after miss. It has to be due to some external factors. I can't imagine they just all of a sudden got this bad at it internally. But all that said, we're past the 60th uh, yeah. anniversary date when like all the other people <laughs> like that had their month had their let's politely say crap together did their big like limited reveals and stuff. So yeah. so we're so far past that now that it's like eh, I'm still thinking they will get the reveal out before the end of the year. I have no uh, assumptions about the actual production of the game. So. Some some dialogue throughout the hobbyist community suggests that what they may be doing is waiting until all of those LEs are produced. They got money for them. They're shipping. Then reveal another product that those LE buyers may additionally want. Instead of announcing Ooh. now and making some buyers say, wait, wait a minute. I don't know about my LE. Maybe I want this one or vice versa. But the ex- the mere fact that they've already acknowledged the existence of the 60th Damn, anniversary that's true, that's true. raises that question. That's been I, my understanding. Perhaps wrong. Wouldn't be the first time I am incorrect, but my understanding is this is why they have historically stuck to this philosophy, and not just them, but pretty much all the pinball manufacturers, about not revealing the themes until you're, essentially you're about ready to you know put that on the line next. That's going to undermine what's currently on the line. Well, they are they they broke their own rule already. So, but maybe they did that um, though because they didn't want people really getting pissed off because they've experienced oh, that in the past. I I, like their soft, I think soft launch th- was like. Hey, just to let you all know that you're deciding to buy these because there is going to be an Elwin 60th. I I do believe that it was the right decision to announce the 60th as avail- as coming out okay. when they announced everything else. I do think that was right. But I also do not agree with this philosophy that the line is greatly impacted by not confirming Venom is coming or whatnot, mm, yeah. and that they would actually be able to pull a page from video games and generate a lot more longer-term sustained hype if that if they were a little more open about what they're planning to make. Hmm. I still disagree, but I don't have a good argument as to right now. <laughs> Well, the argument I would use if I were you is, well, it's a big jump between a $60 video game and a $6,000 pinball machine. Yeah, it's low-hanging fruit. I have to have something more substantial. No, but that might be the logic. It's Could be. uh, But- you know, I don't know. We're not in the operator market anymore where they, you know, they played these games because operators are trying to think about who's going to yeah, drop the quarters and they, and they don't buy every re- release. And now we've got a bunch of people that buy every release. We got people that buy games, keep them for two weeks and then sell them and then bring them back into their house and all sorts of other stuff that makes no sense to me. So Look, it's just a different ju- world. He is different new world. to TPN. I don't know why you're throwing rocks over it. What are you talking Jason about? At pinball party. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Figure it out. Well, yeah, figure it out. <laughs> you know, speaking of that, if we have the creasel gasp, what is the opposite of a creasel gasp? Because you're not sucking and you're blowing out. Is it like a exasperated sigh? What is? I don't. Maybe there is no opposite. <sighs> I think that is it. The Zach, the Zach sigh. No, the creasel sigh. Because I've heard that mm. from you as well. All right, let's see if I can mess this next part up. I kind of messed up whenever we launched, saying, "Oh, they're only going to operators." Not so fast. What I can say is that there have been some discussions, some tentative, always possibly changing, I will preface, uh, timelines for the additional Bond 007 production runs. That is the second run of pros and the second run of premiums. Prior to this public statement here by yours truly, we simply as dealers didn't really know 
when the second, we don't know anything into 2023 timeline wise. So it was very tough. And we know that they were going to fall into that. So I think you may be seeing the second run of bond pros coming late January. So we've got initial pro run November. And instead of the previously falsely reported April by me, I th- they have changed things around right now. They would like it to be late January and the second run of premiums to be in February. Okay. Okay. Well, I have a question for you, though. It's not directly related to that decision, though. Obviously, the timeline shifts potential or otherwise may impact, of course, the other games. Mm -hmm. What's going on with the Godzillas? Are there any more Godzillas being made this year? This year, I would say no. Mm, I do not see. It's a lot of price increases on people that are waiting. I know. Believe me, I get the emails every day. Have you gotten gotten some emails? Just a couple. Just a couple emails. Over the last two weeks, they had a huge run of Godzilla premiums. So much so that many of the smaller dealers that I still stick my nose up to uh, as to why they're even receiving any games. If they mm, don't you are have, very snooty about that. If they don't have people pre-ordered for them, but I don't know. Let's reward the people that don't sell as much. But they sent out a shitload of them. We got a shitload of them. That being said, it wasn't the mother load that I needed. But we got uh, quite a, uh, a lot of handfuls of them, but we still have a growing list. So okay. let me let me ask you something yes. and see. And of course, don't answer it if you're not comfortable answering it. Is Godzilla Premium still your longest list, c- including Bond? I would say Godzilla Premium, uh, based on pre-orders, not what I have ordered, but based on people expecting games from Flipping Out Pinball is probably still right at the list of every other game, including Elvira, combined. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's still a lot. And we have the second, it would be Elvira. We have a ton of oh yeah, well, and that's the thing where when you were mentioning the stuff about the the premiums and the LEs and like when they reveal of the uh, 60th anniversary bond will come out and then of course when it will be produced and th- your note that they hadn't they haven't changed what they've said before I'm like yes but I also remember like they didn't even change the pricing on Elvira premium for like three years because they, they weren't making any and they didn't they update s- it no, they still have told like I've asked them and they said no there's still not a a dedicated price to the next Elvira run. So I don't know. So yeah, uh, without a doubt, I we still, and this is just me as a dealer, uh, our company still receives more. And we make it very clear that we have no clue when they will get their Godzilla premium. I would guess very, very much late, well into 2023. We're still, Dennis, getting just as many orders of Godzilla premium as we are any other Stern pinball product at this time. Hmm. I even wonder in, why that is. Even including Bond, including Rush, because it's one of the greatest, if not the greatest fucking game ever made. Hmm. Yeah, that is true. That's a good point. Blew mine up the other day. I got a GC. Oh, don't you <laughs> wow. hate? Look, I hate when this happens. So what? I've been doing the, the family thing, been trying to focus more on, you know, family and stuff because I get lost in the weeds and, and business and mm-hmm. stuff. That's why you call upstairs and tell them to quit jumping and having fun. <laughs> Be quiet. So ball one, I had like, 800 million oh wow and i was like holy shit i had an extra ball so extra ball ball two and three but dinner was ready and what do you do do you forego and get into trouble uh the dinner don't go have family dinner this is a once in a lifetime you're not going to be able to to, to sustain this 
in the zone kind of feeling. You're well on your way to GCing it, well on your way to multiple billions. Or do you just pause it, hope that it doesn't freeze up, go have dinner, and then hours later come back? Hmm. Oh. Well, I don't normally need hours to eat. Well, but so. yeah, but that rolls into cleanup. It rolls into, you know, homework and, and getting everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. ready. Uh, no, I, I, I would have paused it. I would have paused it mm. and thought, you know what? I've already had, got a great score going on here. I, I've not had them lock up on me, uh, leaving it like That's that. That's true. So, I so I'd be like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, granted, I'll probably come back. Now, something I would consider if I was going to be gone for over an hour would be leaving it, pausing it, and then firing up another game to warm me up before I go back into continuing. What? Huh? Oh, like a different game in general. Yeah, like because I step away for a couple hours, and I'm like, oh gosh, oh. I, I'm afraid I'm not going to be in the zone, and I'm going to dry. So I'll be like, you know what? Let's Damn. fire up some Walking Dead, and I I'm going to play a couple games on it and get back into the groove, and then I'm going to go back over to Godzilla. That is a competitive mindset in you, because I, I didn't even think of that. I did pause it, listener. I'd uh, like, love to know what you listeners would have done. Email us at the pinball network at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, I paused it, came back about four or five hours later, and proceeded to fucking tank the rest of the balls. Aww. But you got your new GC. I was in the, I had my, I got to Monster Zero in ball one. Mm, like, come that's on. That's very good. Very, very good. <laughs> I, sure, I got a GC, but it was just barely over a billion. It just, <sighs> I hate that. I freaking hate that. You know what would be nice? If you could pause your process software-wise in the fucking game, that would mm. be cool. And then come back or to it. you could pause your family. <laughs> uh, Nicole, I just want to see if I could uh, pause that divorce settlement that you've pa- had your attorney Pause sending. the dinner. <laughs> just sort of like keep everything on simmer. That's right. Oh, Children man. are in mid-jump. Pause don't those homework. Land on the floor. Uh, yeah. I, so there, I don't know why I got off on a tangent, but there's... There's that. Uh, so let's see. Third runs. Well, how about third? When are the third runs of James Bond Pro and Premiums coming? I would I would guess uh, a good hypothesis would be early summer 2023. So a good rollout. Good rollout. Looking at the production landscape altogether, Dennis, I think that it'd be safe to say that the first cornerstone product game reveal, that is, you know, usually we see those end of December, beginning of January. Um, I don't think we're going to do that this year. I'm going to predict that we're going to see Stern's next title be released and revealed late February. That would be my guess. That makes sense though, right? Yeah, it does. Let me ask you a a question that relates to that then. Do you believe that Stern is only doing two cornerstones in 2023? I, I don't know if they even know because of parts. They have them backlogged. They've got games ready. They have established contracts with IPs too, though. But those have been adjusted based on parts delays in the past. I would say if we took a snapshot today and used that data to suggest what the company needs to do next year, yes. Only two with an additional specialty pin, whether it's a retheme, a a vault, or, you know, a studio kapow or something. Sure. Yes. Yeah, and I that would I mean that would be just based off of what you have indicated regarding your own distributorship and the status on the Godzilla premiums. They just they're clearly still not caught up. And no, they're not. Especially 
coupled with how this bond rollout has been going, I it's like we they waited a really long time to do their second cornerstone of the year, and it's been sloppy. I think it's mm-hmm. fair to say it's been very I sloppy. So. I think so. And and maybe the production won't be as sloppy as the as the reveal, but I'm I'm concerned, and I'm hoping that they thought that they needed to give up more than just one cornerstone to get caught up from back when I'm assuming they started put these plans together when they're like, holy crap, we got 5,000 mm-hmm. game backlog here. That is, it's a serious problem. Well, they know that, uh, doesn't take a genius and market expert to know that the market is softening substantially. They know the analyses that they see for the, the, the worldwide and the domestic market in general. Uh, so they know that there is going to be some softening. I think that they have caught up a lot from where they were at a year ago. So they are catching up. It's not like they're still spinning their wheels because I do see some tiny dealers saying, Hey, got in some Godzilla premiums. If anybody, you know, I see that don't agree with it. I see that. So they are catching up substantially. They know the market is softening and they also know that they need to clear some space, which is why you see all of these last calls, the Led Zeppelins of the world, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the rumored Star Wars, not confirmed, but rumored, the pushing of Elvira. So it would not surprise me if they change things up, if they do have an upcoming flop, making a shorter run and pushing, you know, hey, we got enough in the catalog. We need to, we need to get rid of, terminate uh, the production of, maybe what I'm saying is, listener, Maybe it's not based so much on the IP contract length of time, rather efficiency of what is selling and what is not selling. Does that make sense? It it does. I just, uh, for me, they're obviously the f- fact that there's still a sizable number of people that are waiting. Granted, they made great inroads, but also I'm factoring in that because Stern is that company that one January one rolls around and all these older premiums go up to this very high new premium price mm, that, that you're, yeah. you might lose customers for life that were maybe first time buyers and they get hit with that new bill. I don't I agree mean, with that. It's going to, but that's the thing they've always done. And so. Because you're not going to lose them for life because if somebody is, is no, I think there are a lot of people buying they, Godzilla that would not, that have not normally bought pins before new. And I think this okay, will sour yeah. them to it. If they're, if they thought they got the price, at what nine or whatever and then it's going to go up 97, so much yeah. 97 thank you i couldn't remember and they are they are thinning people thinning purchases doing such but what i'm saying is they get another flop or they get another uh less than desirable sales and i'll say it um for us it was kind of led zeppelin they get another one of those and okay i could see three cornerstones next year hmm i could see that. so do you think anything's going to flop coming up well, rumor on the street right now is that the this is a rumor. The next cornerstone design is coming from uh, Jack Danger, his first cornerstone design. He did the the home model of Jurassic Park. So the rumor is he's up next, and the most heavily rumored theme for his game would be Foo Fighters. Okay. Well, music pins are the I I tend to, and maybe I'm wrong on this. They tend to be the most polarizing when it comes to theme. Mm-hmm. I think because people feel so strongly one way or another regarding bands. I don't really have a lot of thought on Foo Fighters. It wasn't one of my bands they to keep, listen to. They keep so. producing band pins because band pins sell. Sure. I mean, look at Rush. Yep. ACDC, Metallica. They, there's there's so many. And they've, they've felt all of that success, which reinvigorated their entire company back in, what, 2012 and 13 with 
things like ACDC and Metallica that I think they're still kind of stuck in that. They, regardless of if they have a flop or two music-wise, they're going to keep producing them because I've, there's so I've much wondered, nostalgia built in there. I, I've There are certain advantages to a music. I've wondered, and I don't know this, I've wondered, though, if the licensing costs on the bands is a lot less That's a than great shows. Point. Yeah. Because I've wondered that. The other thing is, and I don't know if it saves them. Co- you know, this will be an interesting discussion with their coders. Is it easier to code the music pins because they don't tell a story? Oh, that is interesting. I don't. Yeah. I've wondered. I've wondered it because it's always usually like, well, we just have a bunch of modes and stuff, and but we don't have to like unify it around any sort of story. That's true. And I wonder if that means it's easier to come up with how you're going to do it. Sadly, to jump off of that, that's sometimes why it's hard for me to enjoy band pins as much as other themed games because I don't feel that story or that progression or that immersion. I might feel it for the GNR when I play it and it feels like a fucking concert in a box, but I don't, I don't know if I feel like I'm really bringing the band back together or having an encore performance. Well, I've, I've never felt that way about any. I mean, I, but I've never, I've never owned any band pin. Oh, that is, that is really interesting. Never. Some, some I like to shoot and stuff, but nope, I've never owned a single one. Is there a music-based dream theme that you do have? Would it be Fleetwood Mac? I mean, I would really like to see Fleetwood Mac done. I think it would make a lot of sense given Prince? how big how big they are. I think Prince would be a good one. I don't know. That, obviously, I don't know if any of these would ever happen. But I, there's not a band that I would just buy because it's a band that got, finally got a pin. But I don't do that with any theme, as you mm. know. I've had other... That's themes true. that are some of my favorites, like Alien, <laughs> that I have no interest in owning that game because of how it plays. Oh, we'll talk about that coming up. Other trending rumors in the upcoming Stern catalog include Brian Eddy on a comic themed Venom. That's what people I've been are, hearing that one a while. That's what they're suggesting. And a summer blockbuster release if we do see that third cornerstone of Jaws by Keith Elwin. <sighs> oh, I hope that rumor be a shark. is true generic shark you know what's crazy too jaws to me theme wise is similar to that for me of alien it's a badass theme i can totally get behind it but growing up or spending the energy that i do have mentally it was never into those to jaws or alien Mm. but they are dynamite and they fit into my collection i like the themes but i'm not like a dedicated true true lover of those themes uh like many people are but jaws and keith elwin we would have another freaking backup for three years again i mean it's a risk with anything that elwin works on though sure i mean because think about it because godzilla it's a well-known license but i can't say that it's beloved in the states and because avengers was based on the comic book same thing in my opinion jurassic park was it but it was just the world of plus nedry who you barely hear in it Iron Maiden? Mm. We see that as an example when I was talking about bands and polarized uh, formats when you go with music, because I know people that love how Iron Maiden plays, but they would never own it. And it may be more of a preference for Keith. I don't know why I've kind of heard that in the past. To do more general uh, environmental uh, theming than something so pinpointed. Like, could you imagine Keith Elwin using all of the assets and everything that Stranger Things had, what would that look like? Or Guardians of the Galaxy? Do you think it's a preference that he does the whole welcome to the world of Jurassic Park? 
rather than Timmy is getting shocked on the damn gates and flying oh, right, back. Right, right. No, I, I think that has, I think that comes down to the licensing. Okay. And, you know, just kind of, just sort of like, I don't think Steve Ritchie, when he was at Stern Pinball, deliberately said, hey, I want to have the worst art package of every game <laughs> ever, but it's just what he got stuck with. Like, I don't think it was his fault. I just think those were licensing limitations that said, you're going to have the Lunchbox Star Wars back box and you're going to like it. So much cool stuff coming from Stern Pinball. You want to hear something off the wall, Dennis? Sure, I love walls. Look, I've heard this a couple of times now, listener. I don't know if there's any truth to it, but it would it would throw a wrench in things. I I I promise that. I don't think there's any way it's true, unless it is. But there's a rumor that I've heard in the I'm going to call them the back alleys. Mm. These are rumors that the rumor public, alley, huh? Yeah, they don't. The public don't hear of these things. They're so dark and murky. But sometimes they're dark and murky because they're true. But there is a rumor swirling in the back alleys where you can catch something. Watch out for the needles. Is that Stern Pinball may have plans to dip their toes back into a previously made game from the Sam System era, shining it off in a contemporary spike fashion, but also keeping the theme and the design. That is all I'm going to, well, I'm going to say this. Here's a kicker. It's not Tron Legacy or Lord of the Rings. Well, Lord of the Rings isn't Sam. I know. I knew you were going to say that. And I almost didn't put it then in there, but everybody's thinking. Then why'd you but even everybody mention it? is thinking about those being the re-theme, so I had to include it here. Of people would be like, what are you talking about, Lord? Uh, I knew well, I could. Sorry, so what do you mean by Sam era shining it off as a contemporary Damn it, you're poking now. I don't want to give any more. What does that mean? Theme and design. So does that just mean giving it an LCD screen and that's it? And Insider Connected, because that's what it sounds like. Well, we have a SAM system that has a DMD, and then you have an LCD, and you have all new code. Well, you said keeping the design, though. Keeping the physical design. So it's the same layout. So why would they change the rules? Similar layout. Yeah, it's keeping the oh, same layout. The layout. So are you? Th- are, so is this back Sprucing alley up. needle infested uh, rumor? <laughs> Hepsi, that- baby. That like a Batman 66 is to Batman the Dark Knight, or is it Ah. like a vault, but with better hardware and putting in the tech of Spike? What I have heard is very similar to the former, something like the Batman, but keeping the layout more similar than they did. All right, so less deviation, but there may be some mechanical modification. Yes, and total transformation Mm. of code. Okay. Mm. Damn. Interesting. I mean, Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I don't, I don't, this rumor sounds super fake. I'm amazed it hasn't been on rumor corner. This one sounds so bad. (laughs) You're going to get your J's dirty going in the alleys on this one. It sounds so pointless. You want me to name a game and it's not Tron Legacy. I'm not going to honor Lord of the Rings. I'm going to say ACDC given how many times they vaulted the thing. I'm going to answer anything. Let's do ACDC and then they could have an LCD screen to cover up all the faces no one likes. Anybody know about new code? Mandalorian got new code 1.40. No one cares. New ambush rules, Dennis. I don't know what ambush rules were before that. White and blue. Oh. Topper support. Integration. Topper. I hear it's been selling pretty good for people. Why doesn't Alien have a topper? It doesn't? (laughs) Oh, it's got the beacons. That's right. The only reason I bring that up is because this last week, Pinball Brothers Alien Pinball Machine topped the charts. Charts? That's kind of been the media buzz this week. Yeah, Alien lands in the number one spot on the Pinside Top 100. Oh. <laughs> okay. Now, my question uh. to you, Dennis, is, look, 
the numbers are there. They had a lot of reviews of this game. The deviation between the LV and the SV are pretty substantial, as Craig Bobby pointed out, making only aesthetic changes between the two. And, and if you consider the latter, the SV, it would be in the 30s range, which seems more appropriate to me. Do numbers actually lie? Oh, well, uh, they maybe people who put them in do. Maybe hmm. you'd like that as an answer. I mean, th- this is something that ha- it's commonplace for the Pennside Top 100, especially new games. It used to be almost a running gag that whatever the latest Stern or JJP was going to be is going to move up to number one. Wasn't there a time when kind of out of the blue, Heist all of a sudden was number oh, one? Yeah. I, this this happens. Like people people who are big into the game are the ones that initially do all the reviews. Mm-hmm. They finally hit the threshold because no one notices until the threshold's hit, of course. The game becomes number one or somewhere in the top 10. The public looks, they do a gasp. <gasps> And then they go in and then they put it in its place. And in some cases, they do that by overly review bombing it. We might see that this following week. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure it will get review bombed. But what Uh, I'm saying is the numbers are much more substantial in quantity than oftentimes when you see a heist bump barely meeting that threshold. This threshold has been well met. I wonder if there was a campaign behind the scenes that got a lot of people to like rate it within a week. And that's why you saw that. I mean, I, it would not surprise me with with smaller manufacturers that, and I'm not saying the manufacturers are the ones doing it. It could just be the fans, but they do this, like they instigate. This is how they, this is how some people, well, I'm going to use the term. I know it's a little derogatory, fanboys. This mm-hmm. is how fanboys manipulate things to try and get a t- positive attention because they are so sensitive to perceived slights. Mm. This, is how, this is what they do. And that's already on top of everything else where people who have bought these games don't want the values to be diminished. I, You and Greg recently did a review that we're going to talk about later in the episode, mm-hmm. but I recall seeing someone share with me a screenshot of a person who was very, very negative towards what you said because it wasn't glowing enough. Yes. I got a lot of shit about that. Yeah. Oh, and you don't sell like, this game, so that's why you're shitting all and, over it. And I'm like, and what? Had it been, and and my, my point is simply that had it been a stern, that message would not have come. Absolutely. Because all of my friends, such as yourself and, and Joel and a lot of the TPM people in the Discord, you guys were like, come on, Zach, B minus, really? Like, you guys were giving me a hard time with the other end. But yeah, okay, so, all right, so Alien, number one, interesting. It's not a number one game. Come on, people, I, guess what? I sell it too. And if you're thinking this is going to be the number one game, it may be for you personally, but objectively, it is not the best that's, game That's ever probably made. the part that confused, I mean... Yeah, I get it. And people, you know, people like to have conversations and sometimes people will will take a harder take to, you know, raise a little bit of of discussion and all that. But, you know, when I I on this show and and my other podcast will say, like, I don't like this game. I don't like this game. I don't like this game. Uh, that's not I'm not trying to upset folks. Just kind of like let it go and recognize that just because someone says a game is bad, you can still think it's good and completely yeah. disagree. And you don't have to make a big deal about it. And yes. vice versa. If I really, really like uh, playing hoops and someone else is like, hoops is a stupid, hurry up only bunch of crap stupid game. I don't game. I don't reply to them and say, well, you're wrong. And ah, let me say why. Chill. It's just like, whatever. They don't have to like it. So it's you're not- saying that there could have been an underground campaign in the same alleys where I got that stern rumor. That- Given... I'm only saying that because of your mentioning that it had so many votes, like all of a sudden, that to me suggests that it was coordinated by someone. Hey, look, uh, people buying votes is 
is nothing. Well, I don't even know if it was bought. It might have no, just been I'm like just... going into a owner's club and saying, hey, guys, we're getting really close to uh, finally having our game rated. And then that just triggered a whole bunch of people, like 15 of them went in and voted. No, and- I say that because it's like the, I don't know if you, this rumor has caught past your uh, thing yet but there's like the, like the Twitter my stuff. thing you mean rumor corner uh, they, the greatest yeah, segment thing. in all yeah. of pinball podcasting whatever that thing is yeah but like uh somebody bought a thousand votes on the twippies last year and uh, you know that that oh i hadn't heard that one you I heard that one yeah they, i had not heard that one specifically i don't however, know whether I, to believe it or not but yeah there's I, uh, there's some documents out I, there i don't know evidence i, I have documents. heard I, I can't recall ever getting one of these, an email like this to EGP. However, I have heard from another content creator that they did get contacted by a vote buying organization, a group that arranges for people to go and vote on your behalf for mm-hmm. money, uh, offering to do Twippy intervention for them. Okay. Uh, at a cost of, I don't remember if it was a certain amount of money for every 50 votes. This is part of the reason I'm, I'm we're still in the pinball brothers section. So I, I apologize for the digression, but this is part of the reason why I do not like people's choice award style voting yeah. in anything. And why I think in most industries, it's not seen as a very respected version compared to other formats mm. because it's so easy to manipulate. And it's not, it's not the award group's fault. It's just so hard to control because you think you're going to do like IP checks and stuff and stop robots from, it's not robots anymore. These people yeah, arrange, they, they get, yeah. they get folks to do it for them. They get paid like you pay us money. And then we get real people in real cities at different IPs with real email addresses to do it. And the, the people doing it get some compensation in return. And that's how it works. Yeah. It's hard to, hard to, to validate. I, all. I of don't it. think there is a way to control for it. <sighs> if real people are doing it, I can't think of a way. I can't think of a solution. So I don't like be it the Twippies or any other people's choice thing. I don't hold it against those groups because what can they do? Unless it's a person voting for themselves, what can they really do? Hold up. That is pretty dichotomous though. Uh, What do you mean? That's, that's suggesting that they're doing everything they can do. Well, no, I, Eh. I, I would need to know. Well, I, I mean, I, part of that might be because I can't think of like, what more would you be able to do to, there's there's ways to make it better. There's without making ways. it a selective thing. I don't know how to do it. There's ways to get a. There's ways to get a but, public's opinion. Well, uh, speak. Oh, speaking of side note, uh, listener, I did reach out to Will Owedding, who's the, uh, the operator of the Twippies, and I said, "Hey, um, any interest in either selling or collaborate? Like collaborating? Maybe I can be a part of this year's Twippy, so it didn't go to hell in a handbasket again. Uh, zero interest. <laughs> zero. Well, they may already have plans in place. Uh, whatever." I know you just let it go. Zero interest. Let it go. Man, zero interest. Let it go. I'm a fucking stain. What am I? Honestly, I just wanted to, I wanted to find a way to like mix the Twibbies and industry awards. Like that was my devious plan. Hmm. Let's, let's actually have there be one award show and everybody put in together on it and make it the best thing possible to 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 uh, celebrate pinball. Yeah, it's a that's an interesting idea, but both awards function in such dramatically different ways that mm. I don't know how easy that would be. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just yeah. saying I mean they 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 operate on very very different models. Hashtag I tried. You want to talk about multimorphic? <laughs> Speaking of hashtag I tried. <laughs> Best fucking segue of the year. Right in directly to Zach because I don't want to hear any feedback. Damn, that was such a good segue. That was fucking, if we were doing a Twippy segue of the year, that was me uh, right there. I don't know. You guys heard it here. Fucking segues. Why don't we vote on segues? Six-time segue winner. 
Multimorphics in the news this week. I am I'm a pistol today. Jerry Stellenberg, owner of Multimorphics, stated publicly that in 2023, Dennis, we're going to be seeing the release of two new modules, which means games, as of course, as well. Probably more games, but the mm-hmm. modules are important for the P3 platform because they're new. They're the back third that makes the new two of them. Do you believe? He noted it? this in an update weeks ago. This isn't new. Oh, well, I forgot. <laughs> oh, maybe he re maybe he re mentioned it. And you just didn't see the original yeah, announcement. Yeah, but two. Do you think that can happen? Still, like, uh, but they're also advertising eleven to twelve months if you buy Multimorphic today. If you buy a P three. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, okay, could they reveal the two new modules in 2023? Yes. Okay. Do I think they should? If they're still going to be like over half a year behind on getting someone a P3 that orders it, no, I would no. not do that. I would not do the reveal would be my recommendation because I think, again, it gets back to like what we were talking about with Stern. I just sitting on – people don't like to wait. It's, it's no, just not a good don't. look. Even if you're being upfront about it, it's like I just – I wouldn't because you're busy. You're already busy. But I would say, Jerry, see last March when you announced Weird Al. But they might have license agreements and such that yeah, will force true, their hand. True, so they true. might have no choice. And in which case, then absolutely they'll reveal the two. I mean, too many, too many variables, too many variables to know. What about Nick Baldrich, though? Because I thought uh, he he's working on his own module. May, mm-hmm. Might yes. that be one to count as these one of two? No. No. I believe in the original announcement that you, you weren't familiar with, I believe Multimorphic indicated these two new modules are first-party developed. So, And oh. they flat-out noted that doesn't count any third-party development. But what if so Nick while, Baldridge did a contracted piece for I I'm in one of Nick's discords, so I don't think I'm uh, – it's not a private one, so I don't think I'm, I'm revealing anything here uh, that's secret. But I think Nick's made it very clear all of his stuff he's been – at least that he's been talking about – on this has is like his other games. They're oh. third party developed. Okay. Multi Multimorphic reviews them and has to sign off on them and all of that. But but it's his development. I only wonder because this will be Nick's first time to actually develop a module. Right, but uh, the way the system works is uh, independent third parties are allowed to develop modules. It's just obviously easier for folks uh, okay. to work with an existing module because then they don't have to deal with the hardware aspect. So does Nick have to manufacture said modules? He has to figure out how it will be manufactured. And I know he's worked, he's been working on actually having prototypes made because so, he has to test them. Oh, interesting. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's a fast, it's fascinating. You know, as a, like, if I was into game development, like you, you could really, at least I could really see the attraction of working where you've already got the platform and doing the development through the module stuff, like from a developer standpoint, sure. it, it, it gives you so many solves. Uh, as long as obviously you're not wanting to to mess with where the screen is, mm-hmm. uh, of course you can extend things components down onto that, but they are extensions. So mm. it's just a, but if you're comfortable with the screen and wanted to develop the back third, obviously it's like okay, well all this other stuff's there, and you'd have a a, a company you could talk to about selling the product, and you, it's not like okay. what Scott had to do, Scott Denisi with TNA, where it's like okay, we have to find someone to construct everything from scratch and all of that, so. Very anyway, interesting. It's, yeah, it's interesting. But, okay, well. But no, I, I do think, I don't know when Nick's uh, planning to have his game come out, but it wouldn't count towards these two is my understanding. I see. And there may be other third parties making modules also. I don't know. I won't say that they won't reveal two new modules next year. I'm with you. I, I'm with you again. I think they shouldn't reveal two, unless for some reason they've they found some uh, straight line to parts 
and manufacturing resources, but uh, yeah, I don't see it. Don't Dave fix it, Jerry. From the prior update that they released, it doesn't sound like a parts issue for them. It's just simply the manpower of getting the builds. So if they do get caught up, I think it's fine. It's just, again, I, I know I've whined about this with Stern a whole lot. I just, I don't like building up backlogs. I don't think it does anyone any favors. I don't think it looks good. So mm. if they chip that down, then yeah, I think it makes sense. If they don't chip it down, if they have the ability to hold, I mean, that would be, if I was an advisor, that would be my advice, but I'm just one person. I'm just one lovely podcaster. And I don't work in manufacturing. I'm just a simple nonprofit sort of person who well, gives away full-size Snickers bars for Halloween. Keith bars. I don't know where you found them. Did you go to Sam's Club? I found them next to the Snickers bars. Oh, let me tell you a Halloween story. I should have done this in the intro. Okay. I'm going to tell you this Halloween story. Yeah. All right. All right. So I had, this must have been a record number of kids. Ooh. So I think I had over 30. Wow, um, that's a lot which of is good. Children. Yeah, that's a lot which of Which is good that there were the other bags of little candy bars because I only I bought 36 candy bars. That's how many I had. Oh boy. Well, but I ate some of them before the start of Halloween, so I think I had, <laughs> I was down to 32. Anyway, well, I couldn't help it because I like Snickers bars. So so this little girl comes up. I can't remember what she was dressed as. I think probably a pixie or something like that. Real okay. little though, like two or three. Okay, Tinkerbell comes up to your door. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so she's like a little three-year-old, and I'm and she's like, Happy Halloween. Aww. I'm like here you go and i hand her a snickers bar and she looks at it and then eyeballs me and says i don't want it (laughs) and then she grabbed my bowl because i have this big white plastic bowl and she yanks it down to look in and her mom and dad are behind her i'm assuming they're her mom and dad whoever she was with Uh and she yanks it down she looks in the bowl and she's just staring in the bowl and i said I'm sorry. I didn't put in the other loose candy uh, that my, my uh-huh. housemate had picked up because I'm like I because I do all the he's in his room. I do all yeah. my hell. I do the I run Halloween. I run Halloween. Yeah. I run. I'm in the living room. I'm watching the original Halloween because it's one of my favorite movies. Um and and I'm giving out candy. And I said I'm and you sorry. Got this picky pixie. I'm sorry, little little pixie picky pixie. But they're all Snickers bars. Oh, all the Heath no. bars were gone by this point. She came late. Which is odd that your area picked Heath over Snickers, but okay. Well, I didn't let them pick. I gave them all the well, Heath bars true. because she, I like the Snickers bars and I wanted to have the she leftovers. She didn't get the options. She didn't get the choice. Wow. Her dad, over her head, he goes, here, give her this. And he hands me this little teeny candy. And it, But it's also a Snickers, one of those square ones. Okay. So I'm like, okay, well, she said she didn't like Snickers, but uh, I, I think it's like, okay, she don't like that there's this huge thing. And so I say... Oh Here you God. go, little picky pixie. And she takes it and she looks at it and she goes, no, I don't like it. Wow. Like, you can't trick her. She hates Snickers. She's the one child in America who hates Snickers. Trixie pixie. And I said, okay, well, let me go into the kitchen and let me see if I've got something. Now her parents are apologizing. They're like, oh my God, we're so sorry. This I'm like, is it's not fine. You. This, why are you doing it's, this? This is because not I'm you nice. Are. I'm nice. This is how I am on this show and how I am in real life. I am the second nicest person wow. in Kansas. And so I go up and I get the other candy out that that my housemate bought. And I was like, I didn't think I was going to have to open this stuff. And I'm like, whatever. He's like, what so, the fuck, man? No, he's like, he doesn't know what's going on. And he's so, because like, he's in this room mine. playing video games. And I'm like, whatever. I just pour them all in the back. And I'm like, here you go. And so, because they're small... I give her three because that's why I got the full size because normally I give like three candy bars to kids when they're the Halloween size because I'm nice. Did she accept that? The queen? She took them 
And then she go as she's walking away because she wanted the Nestle is there were crunch bars. So she's like, I like the blue ones. So I gave her three blue ones. And then as she's walking away. She hands two of them to her dad. And she goes, I only want one. Oh, wow. Dad texted it, too. <sighs> well, except he like got her condition so that she why knows did, she just has to volunteer. Why the were they enabling that little shit? He I, had a Snickers bar in hand ready. A little Snickers square, but she hates Snickers. Well, I hate that kid. She didn't like Snickers. <laughs> her bowl was like empty too. Like the poor Snickers bar, the big one I gave her, like filled the whole bowl. I would have bucket. I would have slowly, <sighs> methodically opened that understand. Snickers bar, took a big chomp out of it, and mumbled, <laughs> happy fucking Halloween. And I would have slammed the door. Get the I fuck just, off my property. I you? just, I don't. I don't know what the deal is. It was parent better. What is that? It was it was weird. Good for it was you. Weird. Being I'm like sweet. maybe I need to just go back to buying the mixed bags of Halloween size so I have more variety. Because it's not unusual for me to have kids try and grab the bowl and look and pick their own candy out. Sure, but not not in the gesture that she. Did. She like used some Hulk strength too and ripped it down. I was like, holy crap! What does she do? I Steroids? Fucking Snickers. What is this? What is this? I don't know. I mean. It was so warm out. I mean, the teenagers weren't even like that. There were teenagers coming around wearing masks that they couldn't even see out of bumping into stuff, oh trying God. to get candy. You should have just went back to the fridge and got her a half-consumed, <laughs> no, uh, just a half-consumed bottle of mustard. You're like, here, oh, you little shit. I like to Run have along. my mustard. Nobody likes mustard. I do. Mustard, yes, but mustard. Don't let's be silly. Especially on hot dogs, weirdos. Okay. Anyway, sorry for sorry for the digression. No, you that know was what? More that intro was, appropriate. That was actually very uh, was very welcomed. I don't know why I'm so angered at that little girl, but I don't know. So let's talk about your Halloween, and by that I mean straight down the middle reviewing Halloween, the pinball machine. That was very spooky. Yeah, spooky pinball. That might be a better transition than the transition you thought the, was the best transition of all time. No, the whole multimorphic transition was the greatest. No, it, right into no, the pinball network at no. gmail.com and say which one actually felt more it was natural a nod and appropriate. To our truest fans. No, no, I think that my transition ties in succinctly to your very generous <laughs> review of Halloween. Did you watch it? No. I did. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. I fast forward through the part where you explain all the shots, uh, but I watched, I watched granted, the actual I review. Get I get that. I watched the review part. We always wonder whether we should even include those anymore, but I gave you a thumbs up on the video. Oh, because I'm ding. nice. I'm you a full size candy bar, you? snicker wheeling. You nice person. You didn't push the little pixie off your front porch. Now this, no. what is up with you? I'm always nice. I thought you were pure evil. No. How was my Here. impersonation of Dr. It was Lynn? It wasn't bad, right? It, it was, was okay. Yeah, it was all right. I was it's using not, it as uh It's like your B tier, but it was like set. my SNL approach. I was more uh caricature of. Because it, it's not Lewis. fair because Greg's impression was better because he took a non-speaking role and just yeah. swung a knife around a bunch. Well, slashes were pretty good though. Yeah. We did review on straight down the middle Halloween and a lot of a lot of acclaim from people. People did consume that review, as they oftentimes do, uh, but very polarizing in that, yeah, a lot of people said we hyped it too much and were too nice, but then if you go into the Halloween thread on Pinside, they got their pitchforks out and said, Zach, you evil, maniacal bastard. You weren't nice enough to it You still. don't sell this game, so of course you're shitting on it, son of a bitch. And then the same <laughs> same breath, you go over to the TPN thread, and they're like, or the SDTN thread, and they're like, where does this son of a bitch get off? We know that he's just trying to hype this game to sell these machines. Oh, you can't win these assholes. You just, you cannot win 
But uh, the review was fun, and I like the game. Greg loves the game. I gave it probably one of the lowest, if not the lowest, uh, layout and design that I've given any pinball machine that I've reviewed formally. A C- minus on that. But overall, uh, came out to be a B-, minus, and that's kind of what it feels like. feels like a C+, plus B- minus game to me. I have a lot of fun with it. I am going to give a shout-out to some of those knuckleheads over in the Spooky Pinball thread because they were like, Zach, you're bitching about the scoop, rejecting because it is a horrible design scoop. Until they were like, just push bend the it. hood down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, just bend the hood. <laughs> Fucking fixed it 100%. <laughs> I'm yeah. not too proud to say that, you know, I did. And it did. It worked. That doesn't See, make it's up. Fine. It doesn't make up for the You need geometry. to go and re- reevaluate. No. Nope. Reevaluate. They, they wanted they they called for that, but it's not. Oh, of course they did. Of course they did. The scoop was only one portion of my assessment. Let's talk about if we yeah. want to talk about scoops, why do we need four scoops? Well, let's start there. If we want to talk Kellogg's about Kellogg's Raisin Brand has two and they had to double up. Middle ramp diverter that doesn't work. No, no, no. Believe me. I was I was being uh, decent. After. The B minus is not a bad score. I don't. No, I think you know. But I'm trying to be fair, but then again, I'm trying to fucking sell machines. Mm, you did uh, sell. You did sell one online. Man. I saw. Oh, and you sold it cheap. Somebody got so mad about that. See? Oh, this you sold proof. it cheap. I'm like how's this proof? <laughs> this evidence. I, I was hyping up something. Wouldn't I try to draw the price up? I thought it was a fair price. And people bitch if it's a fair price. I did sell it though. I guess you're I undervaluing their own games yeah, by what you do. I guess that's what I did. I just got it on trade-in, and I was like, okay, well, I need to move some inventory here, so I need you to play more Halloween. Uh, people are still not, not <sighs> you giving know what? it the credit, I mean, We're not going to get it on location it's just, around here. It's, it wouldn't make any money. I I, I might try it again at another show, which is where I there. last played it, but... Man, I hope one of your I, friends gets it or something locally that you no, can really get some time I on it. I don't have any friends. <laughs> Nobody likes me. I thought Tony would buy one, No. <laughs> Halloween? No. Oh, no. No, if he was going to buy, him. he would buy Ultraman, and he's not going to buy Ultraman. Oh, my so. prediction did come true. Halloween is holding so much better than Ultraman now, even mm. if there was more made. Oh, poor Ultraman is tanked. Tank, tank. Well, you know, they can't all win. His, they can't all, especially with the softening now in the market, uh, yeah. you're going to have to... You, you got to be a step above if you want to hold up. These days of just anything with a decent art package selling, I think, are gone. Did you say a decent art package? Yeah. Come on. The Playfield art package is not – I don't – I think the Playfield art package is okay, but it's like a hit or miss. I think the cabinet and Translate look great, but – They look better than most of But there's no reason to buy a game for their art package. Like, you could just buy the Translate and put it on your wall if you want the Translate. Absolutely. Absolutely, but the cabinet. That's holds why up I don't buy games anymore. off art. If I want to buy art, I'd buy art, <sighs> not commercial devices. Speaking of boutique pinball, see, I did it again. Fucking A plus. Segment. That was pretty good, but I don't know yet what we're transitioning to because you're too busy paying yourself on the back. <clears throat> Courtesy of Nap Arcade, I seen him talking about Brian Soares. 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 I'd go with Sor Soares. Right. Would you go with Soares if you were if you had? I just say Soares, and then have him correct me when I'm wrong. Brian Soares and Rebecca Hardy, known for their Ferris Bueller's Day Off custom pinball machine from last year, remember that was a big hit. Yep. They teased their next creation coming in 2023, which is one of my freaking dream themes: Happy Gilmore pinball. Now, didn't someone else do a Happy Gilmore they custom? Did, they did Billy Madison. Oh, thank you, Billy Madison. Okay. So. 
Yeah, so we're getting all all my dream themes are being made by other people. Now Jack and Jill's right around the corner. Stop it. <laughs> Uh, we did at least get a little Nikki before that. <laughs> oh, you'd probably give that a B minus too. Uh, this upcoming game also produced in conjunction with Tim Kitzrell, Boom Shakalaka, the mm, voice actor yes, of NBA famous. Jam fame and former NBA player himself and pinball enthusiast, a friend, Todd McCullough. Todd, write into the pinball network at gmail.com and save you like Zach or me more. Did you see? I've got to pull that up right now. We did get uh, Steve. No, Jubal- I did not. Jubalowski, did he he emailed back? Maybe he just emailed my personal. Let's see. He probably just emailed you because you're friends. Which does suggest that uh, I'm better friends with him than you. But whatever. Um, I'm, okay. I'm not friends with him at all. I didn't ask that. <laughs> I asked who he liked more, not who was his friend. Yeah, he did reply. My good bud Steve did email me. Said, "Hey Zach, catching up on my podcast, listening this morning." Heard you give me a shout out. Thanks, man. Very cool of you. Appreciate that. And as far as who I like better, I mean, it kind of has to be you. Could Dennis hook me up with a Jaws LE? I don't think so. Smiley. Uh, See, so see what he's doing there? Eh? Yeah. Mm. Seriously, though, you both are awesome together. I love the show and I love you both, all caps, equally. There's no favorites here. <sighs> Equal. We don't do equal here. <laughs> Steve, right into the pinball network at gmail.com and, and answer the question. If Zach and I were both drowning in a river floating away from you and we are equidistant apart, which one would you swim and save? Uh, keep in mind, Steve, that he's floating upon a log and I'm floating upon your Jaws LE. <laughs> your rumored Jaws LE. <laughs> if you need a Jaws, rumored Jaws LE, you let me know. And uh, if you don't mind getting a shipment from Cointaker, I'll... Oh! Make things I can make miracles happen. Oh, why take other people's coins when you can give them? Coin giver, ding. He did go on to say, and this is for listeners. This is Steve Jablonski, the iconic musical film composer for uh, Michael Bay films and all. Co- he's he's well versed and uh, very one of the best composers of all time in film. So he went on to say, I think Dennis asked for a signed Event Horizon CD. LOL. I did not work on that movie, but if he'd like, I can scribble Event Horizon on one of my soundtracks and send it to him. (laughs) Have an awesome Halloween, you guys. Steve. You see, you're his favorite. He said equal, so bullshit. Yeah, but that was after the winky face. (sighs) Event Horizon. See, that should have turned him off right there. He should have been like, Interstellar's way better. Oh my God, the sound mix on Interstellar in the theater was so bad. Oh, no, that's not, it was, that's that's not the just, composer's fault. But, that's the whoa. local theater. Well, no, no, this was, it had to do with however they did it digitally. It was widespread across chains. It was really bad. It was it's really bad. People that don't know how to play the masterpiece that was the Interstellar score. That's all. Matthew McConaughey, if you listen to the show, right into the Pimpon Network at gmail.com and just explain to Zach that the mix was really bad. I, I can guarantee you that Steve would appreciate Interstellar more so than Event Horizon because he was a little biased. He worked under the even more iconic Hans Zimmer, who did score and compose the Interstellar. Oh, Hans Zimmer. Well, I mm, love a lot yeah, of Hans Zimmer yes, scores. Mm-hmm. So you see, it wasn't Hans Zimmer's fault. It was all of these shit-ass outdated theaters. Hey, theaters, figure it out. Maybe that's why you're going out of business. Oh, 
I bet the yeah. I bet the HBO Maxes what? and the Netflixes sound just fine though. What is your what is your favorite Hans Zimmer score? I, honestly, it probably would be Interstellar. <laughs> because okay. I just I love the organ use in that so much mm. Um, mm. that yeah, I it's always kind of been but he dude, he did freaking so many of them. I'm pulling them up. Yeah, like, yeah, I, it would be it would be tough for me. I Inception is great. It, yeah, there are a lot of bombs in that. I'd say <laughs> two, yeah, a lot of bombs. Dark Knight. Uh, of course, that's just the sound effects. Um, no, I, I would say my. It would be tough uh, for me with both Gladiator, oh, which is so his, good. Uh, and I also really, really like his score for The Last Samurai. Oh, that was a deeper cut. Yeah, no, it's uh, uh, the music is my favorite thing about that. I thought go movie. with The Rock, pushy. <laughs> Oh, The Rock! Best action movie of all time. Oh, man. People may make fun of a lot of what Michael Bay does, but The Rock is a choice action movie. The Rock I is wish he would that. do R-rated action movies more, but oh. all the money's in PG. So. I would think for for creativity's sake and originality, maybe Pirates of the Caribbean. Hmm. Uh, that's a, and that's, I mean, he's, he's, da Vinci he's always been I mean, good. And he's still active. And he still did, like, horror films, too. The Ring? He did The Ring! Um, I, w- I would say of, of Mr. Jablonski's scores, which I obviously I, I understand. I'm more familiar with Hans on. Zimmer's work. I, I, I'd probably say Ender's Game was Whoa. the one. A little deep cut there. Okay. But um, You're the yeah, end. which uh, movie wise, uh, and I, unlike everyone else in the world that I know, I never read Ender's Game. I only saw the oh, movie. I've not so, seen that but, movie. Uh, but uh, you know, the, the I think I, as I recall, the soundtrack I enjoyed on that. Maybe he he was thinking you were thinking Deepwater Horizon instead of Event Horizon. <laughs> no, 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 no. With Deepwater Horizon, that would make which I have not seen. Uh, I, of course, I would think Deep Star Six, which is a real janky mm. '80s horror movie. I see. Yeah, I'd go with I'd go with uh man. He had some good ones in there. Jeez, Battleship was a badass movie. I don't care what anybody says. I like that movie. Oh my god, <laughs> with Rihanna. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you know what though? Like of the all of the reboot, because Steve did a lot of the uh, the horror reboot scores. That your Texas Chainsaw Massacre, your Friday Thirteenth, mm. your your Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, I'm giving a lot of credit for film to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the reboot in 2003. I believe I, I have really seen that, and that. it was it was it was well put together. Yeah, yeah. I guess maybe it's just so how dated Texas Chainsaw Massacre the original was. Uh, you know, based on my age, but I really liked the how that was redone. Yeah, All right, we've digressed a lot. Yeah. Everyone's complained. I don't even know where we left off. We were talking we, about, oh, we, yeah, Happy Gilmore. We, yeah, <laughs> so, we were just talking about how you were going to give Jack and Jill a oh, B+. You're not going to make this putt, jackass. Have you seen Happy Gilmore at least, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's a great. Chubbs, crazy Chubbs. Oh, come on. Yeah, Happy Gilmore would make an awesome pinball machine. I hope that there's a clown in there that spits the ball back out. And <laughs> 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 a die clown. Or the opening scene where he sings, I want to kiss you all over and over and again. And and then the lady comes in, she's like, you want breakfast? (laughs) To the night closes in. To the night closes in. Todd McCullough, email, message. I think Todd's on Facebook. I was going to message him and be like, dude, let me buy one of these. I couldn't even find him on Facebook. Maybe he has me blocked. Now I've got that song stuck in my head, Dennis. Dun, dun, dun. When the night closes in. When the night closes in.
Uh, sorry, don't hang up. It's Pinball Market Trends. Did you miss it, Dennis? No. Let's get through it. Uh, let's trend up all the stuff you've been reviewing. Training up this week, like when I wake up and take a pee, it's the Mandalorian. Wait a minute. Can that really be training up? The prices, maybe not so much, but look, we got a new code. We got a new topper. We've got new sales. Numbers don't lie. You're selling more games out of nowhere. That's a trend. Mandalorians are actually selling again. <laughs> Thank God. Mm, the yeah, Mandalorian. Baby Yoda is happy. Grogu likey. The Mandalorian, a lot of people are talking about it. The whole, honestly, it wasn't so much the topper. A lot of pinhead pinheads, whether it's competitive players, whether it's deeper enthusiasts, they're talking about that code update that fixes ambush. That was a, that was a big part of that game. Mm. Uh, so so it, the game is trending up. Also trending up. This is this is like upside down day. Also trending up this week. Spooky pinballs Halloween. What the recently reviewed and B minus and B plus received Halloween? The darkest holes. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween trending up. It's got to. You want to know why? No, I don't. Because people are talking about it. There's what? been more buzz about Halloween in We're the last week than there has been since it was released. I don't know about that. Numbers don't lie. I only report the facts. Contact a couple dealers right now. I did this past week, and I said, hey, uh, you know, just gauging the market here. Any any uptick in Halloween sales? And both of the ones that I reached out to, too, both of them said, you know what? Matter of fact, yeah. Haven't sold a Halloween in a long time. Sold two or three this week. That might just be because of the holiday. It might be because of the holiday. Well, maybe. Why do you like Kermit T. Frogged me? <laughs> yeah, so That's kind of mean. No <laughs> Snickers bar for you. So Halloween is trending up. I thought it was a little bit rough around the edges on the game here and there, but boy, oh boy, did I give a voice to all of the Halo lovers out there. Woo! I thought the world was just full of Halo haters. Travis Meary, Joe Lingleberth, Tom Graff. I don't know. I heard. I saw someone George who hasn't been Fisher. saying positive things who's like, maybe I should give it another chance. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, you've given it three chances. Just, like, believe in yourself. Come back to us. Michael finds his way home. Shunt you. Is shunt a word? Shunt. Shall you not? Shunt. Shunt. No, shant. Shant. Don't shant your pants. This game Ugh. is decent. This game is decent. Look, if you want a pen that looks beautiful, a pen that sounds beautiful, a pen that pulls you into the immersive experience of everything horror, then you'll like Halloween. But if you have objection to, you know, game crashes and stuff, maybe not so much. Who does the callouts in the game as Dr. Loomis? Because that person is really good. It's so good. I don't know who who does it. Who is it? Bug, I want Luke, that person to do Escape I, from New York, Donald Ple- Pleasance. Oh, really? Escape from New York, Donald Pleasance as the president. And when you put a high score, I wanted to say, you're the Duke. You're <laughs> A number one. You're the Duke. <laughs> I want to go watch that movie again now. It's a good movie. It's oh, another John Carpenter film. I want to watch all of Donald Pleasance's movies now. Halloween is training up. People are talking about it. People are giving it another chance. And it's finding this is we're in the midst of an, an onset of an, uh, a reemergence here. A renaissance, if you will. <laughs> you make it it's sound happening. like the locust from Gears of War. <laughs> it's a reemergence. It's, 
it, uh, people are talking. That's all I'm saying. Or maybe it's just because people like Greg Bones so much that when he rates something high, they're like, that damn Greg Bone is just on. I don't know. At is the end, I thought he kind of got a little preachy slash defensive in the review. Ooh. Basically saying if you don't like the game, it's just because you don't get the theme. Ooh. I Positions thought, you know what, himself. Greg, I, I have to disagree. I'm a pretty big, Good. in my view, I'm a pretty big Halloween fan. Uh, I'm that very, very true. familiar with the first film, and I, I, there are elements of the game I just can't get behind. <sighs> and I don't, I don't know if my fandom should get to be challenged like I that. Think I mean, it's fair for him to challenge it. I'm not going to write in and complain. That's I saying. do think I that disagree. there are certain games, Halloween being one of them, that, and Stranger Things being another, you just... You can't you can't play it on location or at a show. There's just there's different environments in which to play <sighs> games. And so such a gatekeeping statement. Like Rush, eh? Play in a competition. Play it on on location. It's a band pin. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, a music pin. No one cares. Yes, yeah, but yeah, you know the music pins. Damn! I hope Ray Day's on something different this time. <laughs> No, I don't want him to only ever be on music pins. I, I want him to be typecast into, That's right. here you go, Pin make cast. your convoluted music <laughs> rules. You can't tell a story, so here you go. And I like to imagine at night, he's like writing scripts. Like, I'm going to prove I can tell a story. Tap, tap, tap. I imagine him using an old-timey typewriter. Tap, 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 Return of airport modes. Yes. You got to play it. You got to play it. All's training up this week, apparently, is Greg Bone's Toy Story 4 LE. Wow. Talk about the hottest thread on Pinside for the last week. That poor guy got raked over the coals trying mm. to sell that Toy Story of his. Woo! I thought everybody liked Greg. Guess not no. in the Toy Story 4 thread. Not ever since he signed on with flipping up pinball. <laughs> mm. You're just part of the problem, you son of a bitch. You were one of us. For those of you wanting a good laugh, go into that. That poor guy got called every name under the book, and he was just trying to sell his Toy Story. Oh. Well, at least the company owner hasn't contacted him saying, oh. what are you doing? I'm assuming if they if he has Greg, email the pinball network oh. at gmail.com and let us know if that happened. I don't think they have, but you never know. You never know. Back channel discussions. In the darkest of alleys. Hmm. <laughs> In the darkest corners of New Jersey. Oh my gosh. Yeah, go check it out. Also training up this week, I just feel festive, so I'm giving everything away because the season's greetings, baby. And if I could give you one treat this year, listener, it's give yourself time and subscription to go watch season one of Rings of Power on Amazon Prime. Rings of Power, the Lord of the Rings. This, the season one was better than the Hobbit trilogy. I'm saying it. I'm putting it out there. I'm going to also put out there this week trending up is Rings of Power so much so that it was better than season one of House of the Dragon. Fight me. I don't care. Objectively, it was. It just was. There wasn't no sex or not much violence in Rings of Power. You know why, people? It didn't need it. It's called storytelling. It's called cinematography. Actual good CGI. Character development. It doesn't have to rely on boobies and wieners. Now look, I liked House of the Dragon. I liked it quite fondly, but looking at all of these, these numbers that people talk about, all these ratings and uh, it's bullshit. Numbers do lie because rings of power way better than house of the dragon. Dennis, did you have any feelings about the ring of rings of power season one? Yeah, I liked it. 
Really? That's it? Yeah. You liked it? I don't know. What, what do you want that me to That last episode you... didn't get you so freaking fired up? I had already figured it out, but... Well, because you read the books. Well. Fucking Tom Bombadil. They are deviating a bit uh, in some areas, which, of course, uh, that might be part of the issue is it's upsetting some purists who are really hung up on it having to follow the... It's too hard to keep everything following. This is true for any story. Everyone gets upset. Uh, I mean, I agree with everything you said. It's stronger than the Hobbit trilogy. It's stronger than House of the Dragon. I... I thought House of the Dragon did a surprisingly good job with the number of time jumps they had to embed Agreed. to still actually tell a coherent story. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's pretty entertaining. Way better than the last season of Game of Thrones was. Mm. So uh, last season of Game of Thrones is awful. Mm. But but Rings of Power is just a it's it's more enjoyable. Fucking I would God. say the biggest thing to know about going in is. I felt very overwhelmed for probably the first two to three episodes just by the sheer number of characters that yeah, are involved, yeah. mm-hmm. and you're not yet sure who you're going to follow. But it does sort itself out, and it is not nearly as overwhelming as it feels at first when you're like, am I going to have to know about every single Hobbit or what's mm-hmm. going on? We know that this series is going to go into five seasons, and I just think their planning for it is so smart. Mm-hmm. They gave you so much still in season one that it didn't feel like they were going to have to drag on to season three to catch on to what's... It's just mag- it, It's an epic, magnificent visual spectacle. I and loved if it. If it's going to get a pinball machine, I'm just saying if, oh. they need to get the Galadriel voice actress to do the call-outs. Oh, and I want awesome. everything to be as over-the-top and elaborate as it is for her lines in the show. Everything that might be mundane that is said. This is another f- fun See, thing. I didn't I touch said, it. No, it, no, because it's, it's all of the proper la- language that Tolkien used. But... Th- Listen to how, because she's the elf, listen to how she explains even the most mundane things. In fact, you could probably make a drinking game of it. Just imagine how Galadriel was, uh, if someone was in the show to ask her, what would you like for breakfast? And she'd probably say something like, the jam on toast does not idly fall upon the the lands of Lothlorien. If you would just but believe in yourself, you could become the chef of all time. Oh man, she seduced me. She has all the best lines in the in the show. They and gave her like all the good dialogue. She's such the best like lead badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she gets. A- it's like she she's the fun character. They give her everything to do without it being like Star Trek Discovery, where it feels like you're watching the Michael Burnham show and no one else matters. That's a Star Trek Discovery <laughs> reference for anyone who's watching that no show. Clue, this doesn't feel like that. It's still an ensemble cast, and other people are doing very important things. It's not just the Galadriel show, but yes, she's the most yes. fun character in my view. All right, let's be a dick this week. Trending down is Jersey Jack Pinball's Toy Story. Uh oh, but Greg's was trending uh-oh. up. That was more than Oh, you're trying to help your flipping out employee. Yeah, by turning it down. Sorry, Greg. You already trended it up. I trended it up his you can't have particular. Both. You can't have second breakfast. His, his, uh, <laughs> nice. I like that. It's like more the thread that was trending up. The game itself, mm. numbers don't lie. I only report the facts. And I've been told numerous times that I'll never trend down anything I sell. Even though week after week, I trend down things that I sell. Toy Story is trending down. Look at the secondary listings for this game. Come on. There's no arguing to it. This game is $12,000, but they're sitting at 10 2 That's a fact. Selling around 10 that's a $2,000 difference. The CEs, I don't think the CEs are taking as much of a hit right now because not all of them are produced. I think only half mm. of them are produced at this point. Not even, maybe not even half of them are produced. I anticipate if we continue down this same path, we're going to see the same thing for the CEs. 
I have seen some CEs sell for much under 15000 So it's already showing to be that case. Mm. Does it take the fall that Ultraman and Halloween have taken ratio-wise? Maybe. But thankfully, Halloween's trending back up. Hopefully, once people, you know, get time to play it. We did see a little bit of a resurgence and on opinions of it following Expo when larger groups of people were able to play it. But the numbers aren't there yet on sales. It's not showing that. It's just not. And that's why, sad to say, but I've got Toy Story LE sitting and it is trending down. Also trending down is apparently trying to sell a Halloween pinball machine trade-in for too, too cheap a price. Yes, very cheap. Too cheap. Oh, how dare you lower the market on this? I knew you'd do this shit. Pump it up and then you shit it out. Mm-hmm. Sad. In retrospect, probably sold it too cheap. I sold it for what, 74 hundred? They were going for I like, don't know. I wasn't. I didn't, they're going look, for like at, I didn't look at the ad. So I saw well, some I selling. Mean, I, I, whatever. My comp, I looked at the comps, and I guess I, the comps I looked at it were a bit dated when it was at the bottom of the well, gasping for air, like a poor fish out of the tank. But uh, I should have I, I left money on the table. Sue me, people. Shit. I can't win. I tried to save people money, Dennis. And I'm going to do it again. I'm going to give her in this week's Deals of the Week. Bye, bye, bye. Deal of the week this week coming from flipping out pinball. Why shouldn't it? Shill, 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 motherfucker. Mmm. Can't win. I got a Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. For not sale. a very good game. You know what, though? Not a horrible game. No. A bit of a grinder. Mm-hmm. Getting those modes enabled. Yeah. The stand-up targets. Yeah. Feel like I'm playing Oktoberfest. But uh, not, not a horrible game. Yeah, I agree. Art package on the on the cabinet is beautiful. Yeah. The playfield is Sega. I mean, it just is what it is. Yeah, very Sega. I've got one. Very Nedry little baby hand. <laughs> making your mashed potatoes and yeah. stuffing your giblets. Finger nubs. He's got the size of fingers as that little impatient pixie did. Mm. I wouldn't Yeah, but pixie she had like a vice grip. I probably turn that poor <laughs> Snickers into paste got, with her little death claw. You've got little numb bruises on your wrist. Where she Gosh, I think probably she did not grab me. <laughs> I don't know how I would have reacted to someone laying hands on me, even if they are three. The parents were like, just give her a Snickers. I did. I give her the biggest Snickers ever. She likes the small ones. I don't want it. I don't want it now, Papa. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, I had listed for like 4,700 because it's the nicest like example I've seen of one. It's got the XL color DMD, which is freaking amazing in person. It was super nice. But I've lowered it for you guys for the deal of the week. $42.99. Bye, bye, bye! Can you pass up that $42.99 for probably the well, nicest I example mean, you've seen? Come on. I, I'll be passing it up, but Come on, someone else shit. might not. Someone else might like it. Fine. $41.99. Bye, bye, bye! Pick it up. Thank you. I can't. I don't want to drive out there. You think they buy it for $4,000? I'm like, I'm bye, like bye, Greg, bye. I'm the Greg of Kansas. I don't want to go anywhere. I love them just lowering it like $800 here. Yeah, yeah it's fine. $4,099 since Dennis still isn't a fan. That can be like the deal, the what the fuck, too. Like, damn, Zach is such a coin giver. Pinball Bounty. I got some bad, sad news to report, Dennis. Oh, no. You're out of topics. <sighs> no I've more games to, to Bounty. reprise a title that what? was once retired from the Pinball Bounty. R- Radical? Your boy counted... One's eggs before thine hatched. Oh, the Dolly Parton. The Dolly Parton is going back onto the pinball bounty <sighs> list because I spoke too soon and uh, her eggs will not be coming home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, the, the person backed out of the trade. Trade. Shipping. Michelle's set up. And for personal reasons and nostalgic reasons, he was very sorry and couldn't do it. <sighs> Dolly had her little finger nubs bruised up against his wrist, too. Hmm. Don't let me go, darling. I know what that sack's going to do to me. <laughs> right. He's going to leave me on running nine to five. Oh, yes. Mm. Better than all the transitions you've you done today no, on this episode. No, my segues are still better nope, today. Your segues are not better. They're <laughs> not. Event horizon. It's not objectively not. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, find me a Dolly Parton because we need her. We need her back. I'm just here to report the facts. Give me a Dolly because numbers don't lie on unequivocally the best segment. Much better than rumor. Much better than Rumor Corner. What's that bullshit the Triple Drain does? Triple um, combo. Triple combo. The intro is better than the entire segment? Yeah. Which <laughs> oh, is 50 minutes of us explaining a game without it in front of you. Oh, uh, we should call that segment the Charlie Brown adult effect. Wah, 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 wah. And then when you get to ball two, I don't know if they could even save that segment with a video. I don't, I don't know. I'm just joking. I do love that segment. It's almost as good as the Slam Tilts. Would you or would you not buy that? Yeah, I figured you'd like that segment. That's another one that expects you to be looking, though. They though do. they do a pretty good job of explaining visually. Ron they does. Do. They do. Really focus on saying, what the... Where's the back glass? Yeah. It's all just a flake. You didn't take the glass off? So, because I never load them up. I only just use my imagination when I listen to that. Bruce's penis inverts whenever they use LEDs on an EM or an early solid state. Mm. No! Dennis, where can people catch you? They can always email me, eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com or go to facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast and use the messenger tool to send me a message. If you want to get a hold of me, you can do so by emailing the pinball network at gmail.com. We have a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Uh, a lot of, yeah, uh, a lot of exciting stuff coming up. SDTM, a video series, go like, subscribe, follow that as well. As TPN stuff, social medias, the Instagrams, the chit chats, the, uh, is there a chit chats? That's a TikToks. I don't know. Twitch. You know what I'm thinking about doing? Uh, Joel and I have been discussing, he's going to be doing flipping out pinball streaming next year as well. We're thinking about taking our services maybe over to YouTube. Hmm. What do you think about that? Uh, it makes a lot of sense for the VODs in particular. Mm-hmm. Something we're thinking about. Flipping out pinball product showcase this week is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Toidles premium. We've got a couple left in stock. I think pros too. Come get them, people. It's the last call, last chance to get one. And while you're there, you might as well get a top or two. I mean, come on. You may see this week on Joel's stream, speaking of, Maybe he has a new accessory for his TMNT, and they aren't them fucking metal flivers again. Nothing. People got, are writing. He's and got asking Travis about talking them. about those now. <laughs> like, what is going on? I, part of that, I, I blame myself for part of it, and I did issue a quasi apology to Joel. Such a what do you mean? Well, because I I feel he's really sensitive because I've I've referred to them as training wheels. I was sensitive to that, and I don't even endorse the product. And and I still think it it. It is like, I don't think they'll make you a better player because I think they'll teach you uh, things that are not actually real world pinball relevant, but anyone should always set up their personal games any way they want. So 
Oh, I didn't I don't, see that. Discussion. It's not okay. my goal to make people feel bad about uh, making their lives easier, but it's the same thing as taking the tilt bob out and then thinking like you're some sort of badass because you're doing slide saves all over the place. I'm like, you're nothing. You're tangoing. You're nothing. Your skill is nothing. Um, but if that's what makes you happy, do it. Just don't think that it made you a good player. Cause if anything, it made you pick up some bad habits. What about the five ballers? Again, it's, if it, you want to progress through the game and it's not about getting better at the game, do what you need Dennis's to do. Dennis's eyes twitching. <laughs> do what you need to do. What about people lower the post all the way down? Sure. Do what you need to do. You should be having fun. Prioritize having fun. If, but there are two different things between like having fun, and having boasting. more fun and, and, and getting great. better at playing. So decide what you want to do. Cause some of the choices are mutually exclusive. Not all of them, but some of them. You know, I'm going to give a shout out to a pinball party this last week. I messaged Jason over there and he kind of fucked my whole world up. Really? He, he gave my mindset a, a twirl. Hmm. I've been just behind the walking dead pro as the superior trim level for that game for years. You know them. Uh, and I swore bus behind it, like it's pro or nothing. Either you have a shit left ramp or you have one that's the best in, one of the best in pinball. Sure. You don't get the walk bombs and stuff, but I could even give him credit because he's made me start second guessing myself on maybe he is right. Maybe the premium LE is the way to go. It does have a lot more features. It is more immersive. The code yeah. is better. I, I what, mean, well, the code's better because of the Walker bombs. Yes, and, yeah. Um, and it is an advantage. I mean, for me, they've always been a bit of a wash. I I do own a Pro. I had spent a lot of time on an LE. I probably, yeah, up I until I own well. my Pro, would say I had more time on an LE than anything. It's just so, like, the Walker bombs obviously are great. Um, I don't think that the uh, magnet with the Well Walker adds anything. I think the crossbow is not an a-, a good a good toy. I, uh, makes, if anything, it makes it easier to get the drops. So, uh, the bicycle girl, the pop-up ramp, the ramp is worse and all you do is lose control when it's open. Whereas it actually makes sense to play bicycle girl on the pro. Mm -hmm. So overall, while I think that the premium LE looks a lot better as a game, I do Walker bombs aside. I think I favor just about everything that the pro did. I think so, so too, but so I'm going to stick with pro, but, but lighting, he has, he lighting. has some solid, he has some solid points and the lighting was a, was a good example. It is, especially when you consider it being one of the best games ever with wizard modes and those immersive moments. And then the thing that really struck me is I've contacted Stern in the past uh, coders and I said, Hey, is there any way that I can take my pro and wire up an action button and put the premium code on it? just so that there is a Walker bomb. Like I, I was invested into this and they were like, no, Zach, there, you can't do it. There is no way to do that. And I was like, mm-hmm. shit, but hashtag firmware, whatever. But then when he dropped the bomb of why, if somebody was that worried about it, why wouldn't they just get a premium LE and put a pro left ramp in? And I was like, holy shit, I could do that. Now, many of you that are well into Walking Dead that understand that game are thinking to yourself, well, no, you can't do that because there's a, a switch where the, the ramp flips up and you bash the, the, the bicycle girl, right? But you could yeah. set up a bracket with a secondary switch on that left ramp because when you hit that left ramp anyway right now, you and it's during bicycle girl and what is it, CDC, you, can, you get credit for those two shots with one shot, so you can just hook up another switch. That's kind of rocked my world. I'm considering it. Just not the premium because it's, why would you have a 
the fish tank topper and it on the back. That makes no sense. It'd be the LE. All right, where am I at? James Bond, buy James Bond from Flipping Out Pinball, please. If you want a limited edition 60th anniversary, I don't know what to tell you. We're making a list. Uh, we've got The Vault. We added that Black Knight Swords of Rage limited edition vinyl. Just then, we got a Mandalorian Pro pre-owned in stock, an Ultraman NIB, an Iron Maiden Pro. I can't believe that thing hasn't sold pre-owned yet. Uh, Toy Story 4 LE in stock. we got some spaces available for the CE model. Cactus Canyon Remake SE is in stock. We're taking orders for the SE+. Plus. Oktoberfest Classic in stock. Mando's in stock. Rush is in stock. Star Wars in stock. Led Zeppelin in stock. GNR's in stock. People, there's no more complaining that you want a pinball machine and you can't get one. There's plenty here. We even have a Batman Forever right now. 4200 bucks. One of the funnest flipping, playing wide bodies in existence. We've got Insider Connected kits and the Star Wars Specialty aprons, as well as Alien pre-orders we're taking and Queen pre-orders. We're all Thrills Machines, Golden T 2022, both new and used. Uh, I think we're taking orders for the PGA model as well. We've got accessories at the Yin Yang. Uh, we got motors in, Shaker Motors, for Stern and CGC now. Banners, Escaleras. TPN last week, Dennis, we had Pinball Party Podcast, episodes 9 and 10, as well as the Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. Both Really, really good, good episodes, both 9, 10, and the Triple Drain show. Uh, those are like must plays whenever I see them pop up. So nicely done, gentlemen. TPN this week, we have a final round pinball podcast. I think Teolis and Marty were trying to squeeze one out this week, uh, but it's going to be early this coming week. So you're going to hear that very soon. For Dennis Creasel, as always, I am Zach Manny. Folks, just remember, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Atari pinball machines on fire in the arcades of California. I watched Gottlieb's glitter in the dark near the bowling alley gates. All of those moments will be lost in time like tears in the rain. Time to drain. And always practice safe pinball and stay out of my way or you'll pay. Listen to what I say. Is that a Happy Gilmore yeah, that's reference? Right, yeah. Mm, yeah. Why don't I go eat some hay? I can yeah. make things out of clay and lay by the bay. I just yeah. lay. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> See you guys next week. Or probably two weeks, to be honest. Oh, baby, I want to taste your lips. I want to be a fantasy. Yeah. Why are people just a minute? Are you going to go out to your... What is that thumping? I, I they were thumping on the on the upstairs. Oh, it's that so Christmas. I'm, they got the Christmas spirit. No, I'm co thumping. Like, got the Christmas spirit. Hey, be quiet. Sadly, to piggyback off of that, I hate the fucking word piggyback. Piggyback. Did you watch the last episode of House of Dragon? Yeah, yeah, I'm all caught up. I didn't realize there were bigger dragons. When they're old, they're big. Is that? I thought they might have been a yeah. different species of dragon. That was one of the oldest dragons. Is there just was one the... species of dragon? You know, I think they're all technically the same species, but when the kids are like flying around on dragons that were eggs when they were born, and another one goes and finds the dragon that his mm. aunt was riding that was already full grown when she tamed it, you know, it was just the older, the bigger. Oh, I hate that little bastard too. The little patch on his eye. Seppy rough. Video game people will know the reference when they see him. You know what the problem is? Game of Thrones. Nope. House of Dragon. There's nope. not a character I can get behind. I really don't like any of them. Oh, they're all kind of written to be unlikable. Yeah. Well, uh, HBO successfully did that with Succession. All pieces of shit characters, all lovable, still the same. Hmm. <laughs>
I get a call Nicole, tell him to get the kids to be quiet. <laughs> you doing it with power. So 21st century. Hey, can you get the kids to stop jumping? <laughs> Thank you. Bye. They're working on their cheers. They probably are. But dad doesn't, dad doesn't like any happiness. Oh my there gosh. will be no joy except Christmas joy. <laughs>